Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Why, hello there, sisters. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the third episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Thank you for listening. Yes, I'm Sirak, and this is Talin. We're husband and wife, and we're going to talk to you about a lot of different things. we got some exciting stuff. Today, we're going to go over cravings. This is something that I get questions about in my DMs all the time. I swear to God, I have a whole Instagram DM. Definitely something I will relate to today. So I can't (laughs) wait to hear about the the research and the article about that. That's great. Well, what do you crave the most? I mean, it's hard. I crave a lot of things, but I love bread and cheese, especially feta feta cheese. But, you know, we'll we'll talk about that more later. But I feel like your cravings have more to do with the fact that your metabolism is so quick. Yeah. You work out, you sweat a lot. You're like constantly eating. I mean, I'm not a sloth like you were. I'm moving 10, 10 meters a minute. <laughs> no, I'm not moving 10 meters a minute. Okay, I'm kind of slow. But no, PCOS cravings are different. So hormonal imbalance, and we're going to get into it yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Besides that, we'll talk about some personal stuff between me and Tallinn and you know how it relates to PCOS. We have some, you know, some funny stories to tell you guys. We have DM questions coming from from all of you, from all the sisters, all the Instagram followers. We'll see feedback about cravings. I want you to hear what your fellow sisters are saying so that you don't feel alone in this, you know, PCOS world, this feeling that, you know, you're having all these cravings. You're the only one. No, there's lots of sisters out there. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, let's talk about this weekend and what the heck happened to us. I mean, it's some... Should we ta- start with taco night or pumpkins? Okay, no, we gotta get into pumpkins right now. We had a freaking nightmare. We had the worst, my worst nightmare happened. Guys. I don't even want to talk about it. We had a pumpkin infestation. The pumpkins that I had, the decorative pumpkins that I got from Whole Foods, I put them in front of the TV next to the flowers. They started to rot. I had no idea. And the bottom of the pumpkin was disgusting. It was rotten. Yeah. And there were, what are they called? What are they called? Larva. Ugh. There were larva, guys. Everywhere. We found larva. They look like rice. It was so disgusting. I didn't, I started crying. Screaming yeah. and crying Well, you were like wheezing and stuff. I mean, first, I Colleen was hyperventilating. Just, yeah, Colleen just discovers these little dots these little seed looking like things you don't need to discuss the audience i mean let's Ugh. just be let's just talk brass tacks i've always wanted to say that what? brass tacks that's what they say What's when that? you want to just get down to the facts okay uh so there was the all these little like seed things and then we realized some of these were like in different locations and like when you squish them it was almost like liquid like popping <laughs> oh, oh. Just shut it all through my soul. Anyways. Anyways, we looked at, and we looked, we looked, and realized there were some bigger ones that looked like maggots. I'm going to die. That's right. Little worm-like things. And then we realized 
It was the pumpkins. They had been infected from the bottom due to flies. Some flies Rotting went in. Yeah, flies, flies went in there. Ate. They laid eggs. These eggs or whatever became larva. Larva it was became so that. Bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we threw it away. I'm never buying another pumpkin again. I know maybe I kept it too long. Maybe I should have checked if it was For rotting. The sake of I don't all know, sakes, but I'm never going to buy it again. We had pumpkins in front of the house, two in front of the doors, like, "Hey, welcome. Just come in Just and lay your eggs." Just come in and lay your eggs in we our apartment. Got some fertilizer in the back too if you want that. Oh my god. So Sira got bug spray. I cleaned the floor with like bleach solution. I, mean, I it was the most non It was an hour long fiasco. It was crazy. It was crazy. Okay, anyways. That was like a day, that was like two, three hours of cleaning just the living room full of all these little... Yeah. Oh, I have a PSA. Yeah, okay. our PSA. Learn, Check lesson learned. your pumpkins on the reg to see if they're rotting and yeah. don't keep them for a very long time. And when you get those cute fancy ones from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's with like the bumps all over them and they look cool... Well, I feel like, th- I'm not sure, but those are probably more likely to rot because of their yeah. shape and like texture. I don't know, because yeah, that's the one that was rotting. It also depends. I mean, if there's like three, four flies get inside the house, they're just going to go after Ugh. that. It's our fault, too. I mean, we, there was some, probably some flies around the house. We opened the door without is. closing the, um, what's it called? Screen. Yeah. Sometimes and flies get in. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we're changing the subject yeah, to let's our wonderful meal that we had with our friends. Yeah. So, a gluten and dairy feel the free meal if, <laughs> if you may have. Yeah. It was so much fun. I want to share this with you ladies because I know the feeling of not not being able to figure out what you're going to cook for your guests or what you're going to host, what food you're going to make for mm-hmm. people when they come over. And this was super easy. Like we invited my friends over, uh, my friend Megan, she visited us from San Jose Ooh. and she brought her boyfriend and we invited them over for dinner. Yeah. And I really didn't have much in mind to make. But then I realized, you know, I always have ground beef in my freezer. I took that out. I put it in a bowl of water and defrosted it. And, and then and then you made tacos. Yeah. Sirak was craving tacos. On a Thursday, not on a Tuesday, but you know, it's fine. I'll have tacos any day, even <laughs> if it's not on a Tuesday. But yeah. Thursday, tacos, gluten and dairy free. Amazed. Delicious. And you know what? I took out some shredded cheddar cheese. People could put it on their taco if they'd like. And my friend brought corn tortillas because I didn't have any of those. And I just took out the vegetables from the fridge, like cabbage. I shredded that up. Yeah. I always have cabbage because it doesn't go bad quickly. And then I put lemon and olive oil on that and salt. And then I had some cilantro, some onions, you know, cheese for whoever wanted cheese. I always have taco sauce. I also had taco seasoning that I put in the ground beef when yeah. I cooked it up. I got to say ground beef. It's so versatile for the different flavors you could have. Yeah. I mean, put some onions in there, chop up some cilantro, some some I don't know some basil maybe not basil no not basil but cilantro is really good with cilantro, it cilantro like and then you have that with some avocado and some sort of a mm-hmm. you know some safe carb for PCOS I mean what else do you want it's so you, you get can a make little bit some of rice. fat too with the with the ground beef yeah just obviously don't overdo it but yeah it's great. and so you have a perfectly gluten free meal and then if people want to add their cheese they can and you don't have to mm-hmm. we opened a bottle of wine and it was a very easy meal. Super easy to clean up, super easy to make, and very beautiful and presentable as if I had spent all day making it. So 
if you sisters are ever trying to pull together a little hosting, you know, a little party at night, this yeah. is a great option. All right. So that pretty much sums up our weekend. Yeah. You know what we did in the last couple of days. Next, we're going to talk about a really important topic, cravings. And so, we, yeah, we even have uh, some research that Tanya and I did and, you know, we're going to really get it, get into this. So if this is something you suffer from, listen up, listen sisters. Here. So there's a difference between the cravings that you get, like my husband gets. He wants tacos. He's craving tacos. Fine. There's that. But Jeez. then there's like the crazy cravings that sisters get. Like they cannot, we cannot focus on what we're doing. All we're thinking of is the next meal, what we're going to eat, how we're going to eat it. You know, we're starving all the time. You eat, you're still not full and you want sugar or you want salt. And it, it's crazy. I mean, some of you guys even messaged me saying it's like an unstoppable feeling, like a monster has taken over me. I mean, this is the words out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, we have right and here. I can totally relate to that. I just wanted to here we go. make I, sure. Oh, I, you're going to yeah, read them? I have some descriptions right here, guys. Okay. How would you describe your PCOS cravings specifically? Unstoppable, like a monster took over me. Insane, monstrous, intense, overwhelming unquenchable i don't know that's just how it sounds like to me unquenchable <laughs> unquenchable another one right here it's not it's like not being myself but having a demon inside of me that pushes me to eat to feel happy again oh my totally gosh. feel that right there totally <laughs> feel that there i'm always hungry even after eating a big meal that's i've been there so many times i'll eat a huge meal and then 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, but like, maybe I have some chips to just push it down under more. <laughs> Another one right here. When I was eating gluten and dairy, I always wanted chocolate and cheese. Man. I mean, I would definitely recommend don't combine those chocolate and cheese. Ew. I don't know if that's a good combination, but I see if you're, if you're craving one or the other. Yeah. I like, I might mean, like a dark chocolate after dinner, but like one tiny piece. All right, so that probably doesn't help. There's still more. Like my stomach is an endless tank that never reaches full. Yeah. Always thinking about what to eat next. I crave sweets like a smoker craves cigarettes. That's insane. Yeah. So let me just go over some of the reasons why this happens. So let's talk about this comment. It's like not being myself again, but having a demon inside me that pushes me to eat to feel happy again. Okay. So... I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about insulin resistance. This is when there's the insulin hormone floating around in your bloodstream because your cells are resistant to it. It's trying to give your cells sugar energy so mm -hmm. that it can burn it for energy for your body to function. But your cells are resistant to it. Insulin's floating around in your bloodstream, making you feel like you're not eating enough, like you need more energy. And this is why your body is feeling desperate for food and energy because insulin hormone is triggering you to want more food yeah. to make you have cravings. So is it your fault that you have cravings? Not really. It's your hormones. You can do stuff for your body to make it so that you're not having these terrible cravings. But so, for example, sleeping more. 
because if you don't get enough sleep, you're 30% more insulin resistant. Wow. And then you crave more. These little things can really help. And I think they recommend seven to nine hours, correct? Yeah. Seven to nine hours of sleep per night. So this study showed that if you sleep, if you miss like five hours sleep of a total throughout that week, you're 30% more insulin resistant. I mean, yeah, sleep affects so many things. Like if you don't get enough, your metabolism isn't the same. You're not uh, not as doesn't don't have the same insulin resistance. It's it's really insulin big sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, sensitivity. It's a really big difference maker. Totally. And then there's this other comment. So when I was eating gluten and dairy, I always wanted chocolate and cheese. Okay, definitely gluten. In one of the IGTVs I did. But is there a reason why she would be craving those two things specifically, or it's just yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, so I had just asked oh, a good question yeah. then. Okay, so chocolate and cheese. Okay, so when you eat gluten, you are more, your I mean your leptin hormone, which is what's the the hormone that tells you, you know how much fat is in your bloodstream so that you can be in storage mode or burning mode, right? So your leptin hormone is 50% less sensitive to the fat in your bloodstream. So if it's not detecting the fat in your bloodstream, Mm -hmm. your cells are just going to be in storage mode because you don't have enough fat. So this is your body's way of surviving. This is what's happening when you're eating gluten if you're gluten sensitive. Yeah. So now your body wants fat to store. So when you're eating cheese, like fatty foods like cheese, chocolate, your body's going to want to store it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're craving it. So when you eat gluten and dairy, you crave the fatty foods that your body can store. And so there you go. Like, it kind of really makes Ask sense. Ask me when another you... question, boo. <laughs> I mean, it really <laughs> makes sense when you, you know, like go, de- go slowly over the facts like that. By the way, um, on Instagram, Tanya has a great IGTV story or IGTV post about this exact thing about leptin and how the leptin sensitivity is reduced by mm-hmm. up to 50% because of gluten and other factors. So you, should, you guys should really look at that one because she really goes into the details like she did right now and just explains all that. So I recommend that. But besides that, I think you made a really good point there, babe. I mean, you just got to think about those little things, sleep and gluten and dairy and yeah. all these other factors really add up you just gotta look at everything and make sure yeah. you don't have to be perfect at it perfect at every single thing but you know just, make sure you're aware yeah. of what you're supposed to do and you're at least within that range exactly if you're aware of these things if you educate yourself about these things then you can slowly make changes towards bettering your pcos and that's all that matters at the end of the day i'm over here yammering on about all this information you don't have to be perfect but if you listen and open your ears and learn you can make slow changes and that's how you turn this into a lifestyle so get some more sleep heal your insulin how do you do that we'll talk about that in a second Do you want to read uh, the other comments on what people are doing to manage their cravings? Yeah. So we asked a question on Instagram. What do you do about your cravings? Eat fruit. Definitely don't recommend that (laughs) because you're going to get a huge sugar spike. We we just talked about insulin resistance and sensitivity. Yeah, I recommend having one fruit a day, especially when you're starting out to heal PCOS. Just one fruit. Even me personally... I don't have PCOS, but obviously, but I don't really eat fruit. The only time I eat fruit is 
before a workout and like i don't even do that ever but like yeah. i just mm, yeah. try to avoid or it after. i know it's very nutritious and everything but Food's to me great, but yeah yeah i know but like there's a time and place and i feel like most of the time you shouldn't be having it unless yeah there's a know. time and place it's how you eat it yeah you know you can't but that's just me yeah all right next one ovacetol and trying to manage hormones so that's a that's, that's a, good, a good that's, that's see, a very good way that's how to do it gold she, star she, for this sister she took three steps to pcos oh loss, my goodness my first course yes definitely ovacetol let me just elaborate on this before we continue with these responses yeah. i have been screaming from the rooftops about ovacetol since the day i found out about why it why don't you explain to some of the listeners what ovacetol is because not everybody probably knows about it okay so ovacetol is a supplement made from vitamin b8 and it's kind of like metformin. So it really heals your insulin resistance, but it's not a drug like metformin. And there's little side effects. And a lot of studies show that it has a huge impact on your ability to get pregnant with PCOS as well. Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of inositol. So it's not the same thing as taking an inositol supplement. Mm -hmm. And it mimics the inositol ratio that's in your cells because with PCOS, we're lacking that ratio of inositols. Mm -hmm. So it mimics that. And that's why it's really treating insulin resistance from the actual, you know, what the heck is going on deep, deep down. Once you take the three month supply that they send you, um, you don't have to continue to order it because you'll probably be fine. It really yeah. just depends how insulin resistant you are. But one you know, three months set yeah. is enough. And it's just made from vitamin B8. And I, I like, I can go on for hours about this. Yeah. Very cool. I have a promo code yeah. on my Instagram page and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So you could, you could take that promo code. If you're interested in taking a all, you'll get 15% uh, off. Talion hates when I mention this to her, but the microphone is currently blocking her face oh. for the camera. Okay. Let's just put that a little bit down, a little down. There you go. Thank you very much. All right, next one. So again, question was, what do you do about your cravings? This sister said, drink lots of water and have something else. Now that's a, that's a very good one right there. That's you know, good. drinking water always helps with cravings and just overall health. Having this something else, just you know, just make sure that something else is something that's good and neutral and is a balanced approach for your body. And even when you have something else, consider like. A fatty food like avocado or something instead of the cheese or the chocolate that yes, you're creating because yeah. that's that's also really good for your uh, hormones yeah. that's you know gonna heal as well as help with the cravings so yeah and it helps with when you eat something fatty like that like avocado it's very sustainable for your body to digest for the next yeah it'll uh, two take three some hours time instead of spiking off. up the insulin just to digest it right yeah. away all right next one I've cut out gluten, which basically takes my cravings away. Girl, whoop, whoop. Gold that's a great star one right there. Too. Another gold star. Very good. Good job, sister. <laughs> I think we've pretty much talked about gluten, so we don't need to discuss that any further. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, go write on a whole hours, book about that's it. That's fine. I'll maybe just Italian stop. already has. Is that a surprise? <laughs> no, I'm just but maybe one day. Why not? I try to stay away from sugar, but it's hard. That's definitely hard. It's definitely. in everything you 
eat these days you just have to even make I mean, sure that your water doesn't have sugar these days seriously no he's joking don't freak out guys water doesn't have sugar in it <laughs> Actually, sugar coconut water. water does but yeah anyway so i try to stay away from sugar but it's hard it is hard i mean especially if you have this hormonal imbalance mm -hmm. and there's sugar let's say like in your pantry that you have candy chocolate whatever you're constantly going to obsessively think about it oh, when yeah. you have insulin resistance. When you oh, yeah. don't have insulin resistance, you're not going to think about it at all. There's so much chocolate in our pantry right now. I'm not even concerned about it. Sometimes I get like a nibble. That thing will That's last it. for a whole year, what we have. And yeah. it's from gifts and from just, you know, whole food grocery shopping. We have maybe a couple of packets of it but that we're Boxes. not gonna eat that but you know that's because yeah. we have some good discipline at this point no we don't even have di you have discipline maybe but i have managed my cravings i take i have taken my ovastol as needed i sleep well and this is why that chocolate is in the pantry most of the time yeah untouched yeah you have discipline <laughs> yeah you I on the other hand you could eat everything in sight but you stop yourself that's true <laughs> Alrighty, last one right here is I avoid it, but given 90% of the time. Come on, sister, you can do it. I know that 10% you're succeeding, which is good, but the next time try to make it 11, 12, maybe 15% yeah. of the time. And eventually, maybe you reverse it 90% of the time you resist it. And Girl. it's okay if 10% of the time you crave it and you have a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Yeah. And eventually you won't even think about that. So, you know. One Don't, step at a time. Yeah. One little percentage in the right exactly. direction is the biggest yeah. difference. So one step at a time and you'll get there. So, I mean, that that's pretty much the research we did on cravings. And I mean, a lot of this stuff Talia knows because she's a dietitian and she's really had firsthand experience with, the, with this. I mean, even myself, I don't have PCOS, but I, I feel like I'm going to say that so many times on this podcast. <laughs> I, don't I don't have, have PCOS. PCOS. But, but you know that is so funny yeah you physically cannot have pcs yeah true literally so but like <laughs> yeah. i get cravings i don't think you have to say that part ever again <laughs> I, know. I know i get cravings as well you know because i feel like any person can if you're if you're just you know normal so i, I get cravings and yeah. what i would recommend is what the, one, one of the sisters said it was to drink some water but obviously another uh, another um, one could be to you know, sleep more. Yeah, sleep more, but also have a, like a like a snack, a destination snack for you to eat whenever you're craving when oh, you're not supposed like to really eat. Like a secret stash of protein or something. Sure, not well. Let's not call it secret. You don't have to have a freaking James Bond compartment in the. Well, in when the somebody takes your snacks, oh, and you're expecting to have something in the pantry, and somebody ate okay, it. I'm a grown adult. This does not happen to me. I don't live with roommates. <laughs> some people. Do. I know. I know. Some people do. But like, okay, so forget that. What I would recommend: stash protein bars. Something or like a protein bar. I mean, protein bars maybe a little bit too much if you're craving something at night. Maybe I might recommend something like like a rice cake. No. What's wrong with the ice cake? Rice cake? What the heck? You You're guys? just going to eat some carbs? You might as well have the chocolate. Oh, this wait, is a great true. point. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay, so see, no. see, there you go. I made a mistake there. Rice cake. How about you put some peanut butter on it? Yeah. Gluten-free. See, you didn't free. let me finish. Okay. I said rice cake. I looked at you. I thought you were going to be like, 
and peanut butter. Oh, I'm but sorry. But I was like, you looked at me and you were like, uh, uh, uh. And I was like, eh, I was eh. like, what did you just tell them to do? A rice cake. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, rice cake. With peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter on top of these rice cakes is gluten-free, very low in carbs, healthy carbs, and you got some fat and protein with the peanut butter. Have one of those. Pack up your bag. So, Go to bed, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow we have a we have a good day. Also, consider what you ate throughout the day. Why are you craving something at night? Did you have enough carbs at lunchtime? How Did you? You be so judgmental. No, no, not judgmental. Just reflect yeah. on how yeah, your totally. day went. Totally. Like, did you not eat enough carbs at lunch? Perhaps you didn't eat enough throughout the day. You had a big meal at dinner. You have this huge rush of insulin, mm-hmm. and now you're still craving food after you eat your dinner. You know, and so you want to eat more and more and yeah. more. You have to spread out your meals throughout your day. I mean, lots of different naturopaths and dietitians say different recommendations on how to eat for PCOS. I've heard people say like skip breakfast and just eat a big lunch. I've heard people say eat a big lunch and then don't eat this and that. You have to find what's right for you. But I recommend eating throughout the day, large high protein breakfast a nice balanced meal for lunch and dinner and snacks in between so that you don't have carbs you know, at night. A handful I of mean, nuts here and there is perfect snack between uh, breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner. A handful exactly. of nuts here and there, some peanut butter, whatever. In your rice cake. In your rice <laughs> cake. <laughs> yes, rice is gluten-free. And you can have rice. Yeah, and honestly, if you like eat dinner at 6, 7 o'clock after that, after, you know, a couple of weeks of having the right diet, I promise you, your cravings will be almost non-existential. Non-existential. Is that right? Non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Tanya, uh, I think we have some wins to talk about for for yes. the sisters from for this week. What are they? Ladies, I hope to hear about your wins soon. You can always DM me and I'll feature you in a podcast episode at the end, like I'm about to right now. So, Angela messaged me. Angela! Woo! I've been on Ovestol for literally a week and I just got my period back. The second I started sipping it, my cravings started to go away. And thank you for the meal plans in the sisterhood. I've dropped a whole dress size and feel so much better dairy and gluten-free. I don't feel like I'm dieting as much as exploring new ways to cook and eat. That is exactly the right way to, to go think. at it. It's yes. not a diet. It's, it's just a, a new way. Yeah, a lifestyle. But it's the new way to look at life, a new way to eating, new way to cooking, new way, new approach. New beginnings. That is so good. I love it. I know. And the best part, the the pest line. Okay, let me say. The second I start sipping it, my cravings start to go away. That's exactly what happened to me when I started Obastol. I took one or two gulps and that insatiable craving I had had before I drank it, gone. Instantly. This thing is crazy. I mean, I believe it. I mean, in the past, I've taken supplements and, and other things that like really change my performance and or how I feel throughout the day. So I believe it. And with, with you and the other sisters and other ladies is that as a Vasitol thing, it's like 
it's a real thing. It's not like some sort of a gimmick, like a supplement or something. It's yeah, like, there's so many supplements out a, there. This is the first one I recommend starting yeah, with. Yeah, this is like a real thing yeah. made for women who suffer from PCOS and who... Designed who, for PCOS. Yeah, and who are, you know, Talia didn't make this. I didn't make this. This is made by, you know, some uh, yeah. a scientific, and a scientific I just, company who's, who's making these yeah, things. And, you I know, just, it's, it's great that they've made a great solution to, to a lot of the symptoms. Like yeah. This. Totally. I mean, I've just, I just want everyone to cut to the chase. Stop taking a thousand supplements. Stop trying all these crazy diets and just do my proven framework for a month at least. See how you feel. See if it works for you because it has been working for many women, including Angela over here. I think we covered everything uh, we wanted to talk about yeah, I in think today's, so. today's episode. We talked about the cravings, the research. And, you know, how to kind of prevent cravings going into the future. What your sisters are saying. And I hope you feel more part of this sisterhood community, a group of women learning how to manage their PCOS. Please feel free to message and DM and everything like everything like the sisters we read from uh, did today. Just feel free to talk to us and, you know, we'll read your questions and your your answers out, out loud here. Yes. And, you know, we'll talk about more about our our lives, what we do on the daily, how the PCOS affects Tali. How we're lifestyle and, and how we're navigating PCOS yeah. flawlessly. That's right. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. There's still the third There's episode. mistakes yeah. here and there. Still the third episode, guys. But, you know, we're getting better. We're going to make this a good podcast for you guys always going forward. Always and giving you valuable information on how to make this PCOS lifestyle attainable for you, too. That's right. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week for the fourth episode. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.